0: And welcome to the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport. It is Sunday afternoon. It is November 6th, and you all know what that means. Yep, it is two days before Election Day, and we've got a lot that we need to talk about because this, my friends, is one of the most important elections that we have seen, certainly in my lifetime. I want to say that this really bumps right up there with the kind of elections I used to hear my parents talk about. This is the kind of election I used to hear my grandparents talk to my parents about. This is the kind of election where every warning that you have ever heard is one that you need to take heed of this year. We are going to be talking today with a friend of mine named Billy Morgan. I'm going to introduce him in a few minutes. But first of all, next week, well, let me just back up for a minute. Paul's not here today, but my old longtime friend and producer is here, Devin. How are you doing, Devin? I'm doing well. How have you been, Doris? I'm doing well. Now, let me ask you this. Did Paul give you all of his responsibilities today?
1: Uh, He told me the music, and that's about it.
0: Paul, wherever Uh, you are, if you're listening, I'm going to whip you with a wet noodle.
2: He's watching his son today.
0: Oh, oh, that is so sweet. Well, you know, Paul gives our sports report every Sunday. So uh, I would say, and one of the things that I ask Paul to always do is to make sure he gives the score for the Buffalo Bills game you can leave that out if you are giving the sports report because they did lose today. I don't know if anybody here is a Buffalo Bills fan, but I am, and they didn't do too well today. So Paul and I, as you know, every week have been introducing a new theme song because we are narrowing it down, a new theme song for the Doris Davenport Show. And I do believe that we have selected a theme song, which we were going to announce today, but we will move that to next week. And I'm so excited about About it. And I'm even more excited because Paul and I picked the same song. It's amazing. So it has to be the right song. So, anyway, enough of that because I'm not going to spill the beans. Nope, Devin's giving me that look like, come on, Doris, tell me, tell me, but I ain't going to do it. So. Listen, folks, I'm not going to take a lot of time on commentary this morning, because, this afternoon because we really do have some serious topics to talk about. I want to um, start the conversation. Now, those of you who are listening, we usually do long-form interviews, so we don't always open the phone lines. But I am going to open the phone lines today, 773-763-9278. This is WCPT 820. It's Progressive Talk Radio. This is the place where facts matter. And today, I have two guests that are joining me. My first guest, who will be with me for the hour, is none other than William Billy Morgan. Billy Morgan is a trustee for Moni Township in Will County, Illinois. He's also the chair of the Moni Township Democrats and the second vice chair of the Will County Democratic Party. He currently works in communications at the University of Chicago Harris School of Public Policy. He previously worked in the administration of Governor Pat Quinn and collected signatures for Take Charge Chicago, a petition drive for a citizen-initiated referendum in Chicago for term limits on the mayor and an elected consumer advocate. Morgan has continued to use petition and referendum in the south suburbs to find people-first solutions
3: to issues. Welcome to The Doris Davenport Show. Thank you, Deb. (laughs) Thank you, Doris, for having me. I appreciate that kind introduction, and it's really exciting to be here at a time when uh, there's so much misinformation out there. It's good to have you out here giving the real facts, the real news, and WCPT every day doing that.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, that's true, because when I think about... America, Right now, you know, we there are just so many things that we have to talk about. Now, I, I want to uh, also mention that judges are so critical in these midterm elections. And I'm telling you, if um, the orange man didn't really convince you how important it is to elect judges that care about you, that know about your issues and that really understand the rule of the law and that understand democracy, if you don't get that and didn't understand it, then you should now. We have to vote in judges who are going to be voting for democracy. And Cook County has a slate of judges um, that are up for retention that I am supporting. And I want you to report. To support those judges as well. You can, I'll give you that website before the end of the show. There is a list of all of the judges that are up for retention that are approved by the Cook County Democrats, and I want you to go to that um website, and those are the judges that vote your interest. Those are the judges that have your interest um, at hand. There is another judge we're going to feature today. Uh, her name is Jessica colon Sayre, and she is in the 12th District in Will County, Circuit District in Will County, and she'll be calling in. We're going to talk about her story. She has a compelling
3: story that we want all of you to hear and she is up for re-election. She's up for a vacancy in mm-hmm. the uh, 12th Judicial Circuit. It's the vacancy of Judge Powers. So right now there are 16 uh, circuit judges in Will County. There's eight Democrats and eight Republicans. Oh, wow. And she is up to replace one of the Republicans. Mm. So there's two vacancies in Will County. And if a Democrat wins either one, mm-hmm. there's going to be a Democratic control of that circuit uh, for the first time, and anybody, as wow. far as
0: anybody can remember. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. We need that win, folks. We absolutely need that win. Um, so now, look, Why? Um, I want to get into some of the topics, Billy, and, I, and folks, I left my glasses home. This is going to be funny for me, actually, because I can't see that well to begin with. And now it looks like that's going to be even uh, worse. But look, let's start by talking about some of these uh, major issues. Now, Democrats have their messaging. They started out talking about reproductive rights. Um, The Republicans are certainly focusing on the economy. Um, And, you know, I always feel like messaging matters You know, people parties win and lose elections based on messaging. Now the Democrats have gotten smart and they've expanded the messaging um, a bit because democracy um, is what we've picked up on, and I think it is the right one. Maybe it's the one we should have had all along, but it certainly it it rings home for me because I don't think people realize I am an African American woman. I prefer to say black. I'm a black woman, and when I get up in the morning, Billy. For the first time, I think, in my lifetime, I seriously feel stress about my rights. And as, a, as, an, as an American citizen, born free, never thought I would have these thoughts in my mind in my lifetime. And I do. And I think it started to occur after the overturning of Roe v. Wade because it made it real. Real. It made it real that they're going to start coming after all kinds of rights, and that means that mine are up for grabs as well. It's
3: really interesting to me, Doris, that um, when you have an elected system for judges, the judges have these ethical considerations where they can't talk about a lot of these issues. They can't say how they're going to rule on a particular issue. And it makes it really hard, I think, for a lot of voters to decide what they want to do because... When you hear the judiciary is not political, what they remember is they remember the Republicans holding up a set of, holding up a uh, Supreme Court seat Yes, so that Barack Obama, the first African-American, right. first black president, could, could not, not name a person to that seat. And then they yes. remember as soon as, you know, our beloved Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, it was, what was it, within a month and a half yeah. they had somebody in there. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they got that majority, suddenly Roe versus Wade was overturned. Mm -hmm. So I understand why a lot of people are saying, how are you going to vote on abortion? How do you feel about these other issues? It makes it really difficult for people to know Mm -hmm. what they're going to do. And it makes it hard for the judges themselves to talk about what they're going to do because they can't. Mm-hmm. And it's places like this where we discuss the candidates, places like the Illinois State Bar Association, mm-hmm. places like Planned Parenthood or Personal PAC that let us know who these judges really, really are. Yeah, that's true. And, I,
0: you know, that's, let, let's, let's put a pin in that because this is why it's important to follow organizations that, 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 that uh, promote your interests. If you believe in something, look out for those organizations that are doing the kinds of things. If you believe in reproductive rights, personal PAC is an organization you need to be paying attention to. You don't have to join. You don't have to give money. Follow them because they know who in the legislature, who which judges, which senators, which House of Representative members are voting that way. And they can help you make your decisions. If um, criminal justice or justice reform is something that you're interested in, then you want to be looking at these bar associations and seeing who they're voting up and down to determine um, which judges are voting for um, justice reform and which ones are not. Right. Absolutely. I mean, this is important. And while we're on this note, why don't we just move right into the Safety Act? This is a big, big issue this year. Um, I believe Chris Welch, a Speaker of the House, helped form this um, bill. It is uh, the other name. It's going by another name as well, uh, the Safety Act. I believe it's called the Fair Legislation or the Fair. Uh, I'll think of it.
3: Fair Sentencing. or Fair something Sentencing,
0: like something like that. But the hallmark of this bill is that it eliminates cash bails, For people who have been arrested, but not yet formally charged, and they're just languishing in jail, primarily because, well not primarily solely, because they don't have the means to get out of jail. So we're setting up this system where if you're wealthy and you have the resources to pay for bail, you can wait on the outside until your case comes up. And because we're so backlogged, this takes it takes so long. We've got people that have been in jail for three years and more just waiting for a trial date. And what this uh, elimination of cash bail system will do is to allow people an equal right across the board that just because you've been arrested doesn't mean that you're guilty. And frankly, I have to say it. We've had so, look, people, we would not have a need for the organization at Northwestern University that overturns, that does all this work to overturn wrongful convictions. We wouldn't have that need if the system wasn't broken, right? So we know we've got work to do. And this is why the Safety Act, SAFE T Act, S A F E hyphen T, is so important. Um, Billy, talk to us a little bit. Tell us your thoughts about the Safety Act. What are? Why is this such an issue between Democrats and Republicans?
3: I was at a forum a few nights ago where uh, a lady, she got up and she said, I want to know how the candidates feel about the Safety Act because I've heard that on January 1st, we're going to let all of the criminals out of jail.
0: Oh, my God. The
3: misinformation is Rampant. It's rampant. And they're just trying to scare the bejesus out of everybody. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. all they're trying to do. This is an effort by the legislature, and it's not perfect. No legislation is. That's why there's trailer bills to try to fix things that they notice. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that right now. But this is an effort to try to make sure that just because you have the means, that that's not what determines whether you get in or out of jail before you even have a trial. Mm -hmm. So there's people who are violent criminals that they might get out now because they can post bail. Mm -hmm. And there's people who are nonviolent, who are languishing in prisons and jails Mm -hmm. because they can't. Mm -hmm. And what we need to let people know is the Safety Act is a whole lot more than just this. This is about making sure that there's uh, body cameras on the police, this right. is about making sure that 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 we have some kind of system to make sure that you know there's nobody who supports bad police, mm-hmm. and right. making sure that there's a system in place that we can handle the bad police officers that are out there that are not representative of the larger mm-hmm. police force.
0: Yeah, and, and pretrial fairness is what pre, I look at was looking. Pretrial fairness, the other name.
3: So we live in a in a system where you are you are innocent before you're found guilty, mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of people who, because they can't afford to, they end up in jail for a long time. But we have to always remember that there's a lot of misinformation out there. When there's a lot of um, misinformation, it's hard to know where to get the right information. Yeah, but right now under the safety act as it's written which could change a little bit mm-hmm. but as it's written now a judge cannot let a violent criminal get out mm-hmm. they they there's only one difference is that they have to write down why they're keeping them ah so before they could just on their own motion say you know what i'm going to not allow for them to get out mm-hmm. now they have to write down their reason wow i think that's a a very simple way to make sure mm-hmm. that we are sorting nonviolent criminals and violent criminals and treating them to make sure that we're protecting the community, but we're also protecting the rights of people who are not yet found guilty. They are innocent until proven guilty.
0: Innocent until proven guilty, isn't that? <laughs> it's a crazy thought, isn't it? It's, it's an absolutely crazy thought. But you know what you're saying is so important because these fear tactics, we've seen them over and over again over each election cycle. And that's what it is. It's misinformation. It's fear tactics. And it seems that I'm... I if you look, okay, Billy. Let me ask you: of all of the people that are in jail that stand to benefit most from the Safety Act, what color are they? Oh,
3: you know, it's mm-hmm. people that I'm. I'm white. The people who are on the radio can't hear, can't see, see me, right, right. But it's not people who look like me. Yeah, it's people who look more like me.
0: Yes, right. Uh, every shade of black and brown, and it seems that every time we get close to having this kind of equality, the Republicans want to stand up and snatch it away. I look at Dan Bailey and that man, he just, oh my God. Every time I see a commercial that comes on and I look at, and I'm going to say it because you know I believe in calling a spade a spade. What's that boy's name, Charles Thomas? who used to be an analyst on ABC. What a disappointment. What a disgrace. Disappointment is not even the word. He is an absolute disgrace as far as I'm concerned. And anybody who listens to all those dramatic inflections in his voice, trying to convince people that Bailey is somebody that could govern this state, do you people realize that Dan Bailey is a man who is against the Safety Act? He is against eliminating cash bails. What does what has he done to improve affordable child care in Illinois? What is have you ever heard him say, get up and advocate
3: for anything? I haven't heard any of that. The only thing I know is I know how much he has done to improve Charles Thomas's pocketbook. Uh, Thank you, because, you know,
0: they are known for doing that. They can spread the dollars. Look at Herschel Walker, who I don't think ever owned a dictionary. Now, you know, I don't like to talk about people. It's not the thing to do. But this is election time. And if somebody doesn't just say it the way it needs to be said, then we're definitely going to be losing all the way around. And I just can't help it. I don't want to help it. I have to call a spade a spade and tell it like I see it. And the way I see it right now is that the Republicans are trying to buy black people. They're
3: trying to buy brown people. And And if they can't buy them, they want them to stay home. Yes. They want them to stay home. It's A lot of times it's not about trying to get... The black community to come out and vote for Republicans. Yes, it's about making sure that they don't vote at all, yes. and we can't let them do that.
0: We cannot let them do that. And I have a question to ask you how 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 much do you think the media playing things over and over again? fosters some of that fear. So when I saw the man with the long-nosed rifle in Arizona at the ballot box, and he was saying, nobody's going to touch this ballot box, well, imagine people seeing that. They're afraid. They're thinking, I'm not going anywhere near a ballot box to mail my mail-in ballot, right? Um, forget about all the millions of people who've already voted that way, but then you have the media that keeps playing it over. What, look, I don't condone violence. I am uh, very sad that someone threatened Dan Bailey, but I don't want to hear what? Darren Bailey. Uh huh. I don't want to hear that over and over again. Um, You know, I really don't, because I think other people who can't filter it out, it it just becomes, it's giving him more airtime, it's giving him more
3: free advertisement. Absolutely. And if you look at how Trump became president, he didn't spend as much money as Hillary Clinton Mm -hmm. did, but he got all of this free advertisement from the media. Every time he tweeted, they jumped all over themselves to try to, oh, my gosh, what does this mean? Can you believe he did it? And I'll say that I live in the south suburbs. I live in Moni, Mm -hmm. which is... So I live in Money Township, and if people are familiar with the Metro Electric Line, Mm -hmm. University Park is the very end of the Metro Electric Line on the (laughs) southern end. That's in Money Township. Mm. And um, I can't tell you how many times people who watch the news, they hear about violence in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, are you going to go into the city? You're you know, yeah, you're crazy. Carjackings, you're going to get shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's terrible the amount of fear yeah. that the media can instill in people. I'm in the city all the time. I don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. And it's only through that fear can, that people can get what they want. That's and I, right. And I also want to say something about the Safety Act. When we're talking about the idea that the Democrats want to empty out the jails and just let all the bad people out of jail. Just think about it. Common sense. Why would anybody want to do that? Mm -hmm. Nobody would ever want to do that. (laughs) Maybe this is about fairness. Maybe this was an idea that after and in particular after the brutal, we all watched it, murder of George Floyd. We thought There needs to be some changes. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Now, that doesn't mean that they got it right in every single way. Mm -hmm. And that's why there have been trailer bills to the Safety Act. But what it means is we're making a good faith effort to Mm -hmm. try to fix some of the inequities that are in place right now in the system. And the idea that this is what they choose to use, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not officially, I guess... Race baiting, it's not officially but, yeah, but there's a is. subtext there and we can all see it and That's we see right. it all the time.
0: That's right. And I, I frankly, you know, I I I think it is race baiting. I mean because I consider the source. And 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 I can't help but I look at you know, I applaud these ministers in some of the suburbs that are coming out raising concerns about this misinformation. They understand it so much that they're willing to take their time and mobilize people to come out. Um and, and their concerns are valid. I mean, you know, this is an act that's touted as historic legislation. It's historic because this kind of reform to the criminal justice system we just haven't seen. It's an end to the cash jail, it's changing the criteria for for when judges can order defendants held pre-trial. Now, some of the trailer bills give those judges discretion on, you know, whether they actually let them go or not. So there's, it's not a free-for-all. That is absolutely not what's happening here.
3: And we hear all the time in the media cases from New York or other states that have a uh, have gotten rid of cash bail, and there's, you know, there's going to be some scary story. First off, one story does not mean that that's what's going to happen. And two, it's a completely different system. Mm. Illinois devised their own system. This is not yeah. a copy and paste of any other system. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I tell you, uh, we're going to take a break, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. But uh, when we come back, we are going to be joined by Judge Jessica colon uh from the 12th Circuit Court District in Will County. Uh, Devin, why don't you take us out? The following message is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission. Are you looking to stop using substances or gambling, but you're not sure where to turn? There's help right here in your community at the Wayback Inn. Visit waybackin.org. Waybackin.org.
4: Enjoying the Doris Davenport program? You're not alone. The Doris Davenport program is quickly becoming the place for all things local. If you have a quality local business or offer a quality service, the Doris Davenport program is tailor-made for you. We offer reasonably priced announcements available to all. To find out how we can work together for success, call 1-312-296-9709 and speak to Doris directly. About attaining your goals. 1 312 296 9709.
0: Discover one of our community's unique resources the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation. www.oprfcf.org.
4: The weather's getting warmer. Time to enjoy the outdoors, biking, hiking, sports pains and sprains. I hate venturing out. Let me give you something for that. A band-aid? The number to Dr. Victor Romano. 708-848-4662. I need a body cast. How about holistic healing? Can you explain that? Not as well as Dr. Victor Romano. 708-848-7662. One Erie Court, Oak Park.
0: Did you know that the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation has a website, a Facebook page, and a Twitter feed? And they're easy to find. Search online for OPRFCF. See what's new. Find a scholarship. Donate to support local nonprofits. Join a group or just connect. Has substance use or gambling taken over your life? Are you using substances or gambling to cope with difficult emotions or experiences? You may feel like you have to face life's challenges on your own in silence. But the reality is that we all need help sometimes. You are not alone. There's help available right here in your community at the Wayback Inn. The professional counselors at Way Back Inn can help you to heal and rebuild your family and your relationships to live a new life in recovery from substance use or gambling. If you're looking for lasting change and a renewed lease on life, Wayback In is here to help. Begin your journey today. Visit waybackin.org. That's waybackin.org. This message is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission. Welcome back to the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport. I am your host for the hour. Folks, we've got a midterm election coming up on Tuesday. I'd like to know if you have voted or not. Let's talk to Jim and see what he's got to say.
1: Jim. Hi. Hi, How are you?
0: I'm fine. Uh, How are you?
1: Good. I'm nauseated by uh, race in our politics ever since I was a kid. You okay, know, wait. Always... Say
0: that. Say that again. You're nauseated by race and politics. Okay.
1: Race and yeah, the replacement theory is insane because we all have to shut this mortal coil and we all have to be replaced. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I have to say is, health care has been always been paramount in my life, and Republicans never breathe a word of it. They flood Obama on Obamacare. They've never expanded on it. They don't intend to expand on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that uh, that should be uh, paramount in everybody's mind. The expansion of health care, for one, because if you're not healthy, there's no point in even getting to the voting booth because <laughs> you don't have the strength to make it.
0: Well, yeah, and they're, anyway, they're committed not to keep yeah, your Social Security, too.
1: Yeah, no, I know it. I know. It's, it's, it, but see, they've got us bogged down in these culture wars and this nonsense Uh, that is just a smokescreen for trying to hold on to power uh, by any means. Anyway, that's all I have to say. You guys have a great uh, evening. Good luck. I got my ears crossed on Tuesday. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Wow. Have you voted already? He dropped. Oh, he dropped. Okay, that's all right. Jim, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you. Don't you be a stranger. All right now, folks, we're going to change, shift gears a little bit i want to tell you about a woman who deserves your attention in Will County. Well, you might be saying, why are you talking to me in Cook County about a woman in Will County? Because we are family. I got all my sisters with me. And really, it's because we have to stick together. And just because there are, a, there's a different set of legislators in uh, Will County than in Cook County, we can learn something from people. And today you're going to learn something from Judge Jessica Colon-Sayre. She's a beautiful woman that has served as an associate judge on the 12th Judicial Circuit Court of Will County for more than seven years. She was appointed by the circuit judges of both parties, Republican and Democrat. On December 1st of 2014, as a judge, she's presided over court calls involving ordinance and traffic violations, family law and criminal law cases. Before serving as a judge, Judge Colon Sayre served as an assistant state's attorney for Will County for more than a decade. You don't get to do that, folks, without being smart. She prosecuted homicides, sex offenses, burglaries, robberies, narcotics cases, and more. She did not intentionally intend to become a prosecutor, but that all changed in her second year of law school when tragedy struck her family. I'm actually going to let her tell us this story. But afterwards, she dedicated herself to standing up for victims and keeping our communities safe so that other families would not have to go through what her family experienced. In her campaign for circuit judge, Judge Jessica is the only candidate rated recommended by the Illinois State Bar Association. Let me repeat that. In her campaign for circuit judge, Judge Jessica is the only candidate rated recommended by the Illinois State, Illinois State Bar Association, which is a nonpartisan entity which states which rates judicial candidates on integrity, honesty, impartiality, legal ability and more. Judge Jessica's opponent, you might want to know. Has been rated not recommended. Judge Jessica's campaign is endorsed by labor unions, police chiefs, and fraternal order of police chapters across Will County, including Beecher Police Chief Terrence Lemming, Crete Police Chief Scott Piritz, Moni Police Chief Scott Kerner, and the Steger FOP. She's the proud daughter of an iron worker. She's supported by the local carpenters, operating engineers, iron workers, roofers, electric workers, and more. And folks, those are unions that are filled with working class people. Judge Jessica holds dual bachelor's degrees in English and communications from DePaul University, a Juris Doctorate and a Master's of Law in Literature, in Intellectual Property from John Marshall Law School, now the University of Illinois-Chicago School of Law. Judge Jessica and her husband of more than 20 years reside in Crete with their two school-age children. She married and baptized her children all at the same church, St. Agnes, and is a proud graduate of Bloom Township High School. For more information on her, you can go to JudgeJess.com. Welcome to the Doris Davenport Show, all local, all the time. Judge Jessica Cologne saire
2: Wow. <laughs> hearing you hearing you say all of that, I'm impressed. I love Judge Jessica. I love oh, Judge wow. Jess. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I am great. I'm actually... Sitting in my car. <laughs> uh, I just jumped in because I've been knocking on doors in the eastern for part of the world. Yes, yeah, to motivate, you know, our people to come out and vote because our lives depend on it.
3: Wow. We really
2: do. It's
0: so true, it's so true. Listen, before we get into your race, Judge Jess, um, I, I really, you know, I'm I'm in I believe in the story. And I think re- people go out and vote for people that they know about. And your story is so compelling. And there are others out here like you who, you know, it's it's tragedy that got them involved in politics. And I think it's important to tell this story because sometimes people look at politicians. They look at judges or anyone running for office and label them a quote-unquote politician. But you didn't go into elected office for the sake of Politics. Would you mind sharing with our listeners the tragedy that, um, that 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 paved the path for you toward the judgeship?
2: Yes, yes, I do it. I, I do this because of the work. I don't do it for the politics. And and like I I tell you know when I go out to speak, this is my truth. This is this is the path that has been paved for me. When I was in my second year of law school, um, right before my first final for that year, um, that evening, it was a Thursday evening, May 5th of 2000, um, I was still living, actually, with my parents. I'd moved back to live with my parents because I couldn't afford to work and go to school. My, you know, So I, I moved back home, and that was hard. But thank God I was home because um, that night um, I got the phone call. Um that my father my father, excuse me, that my brother was murdered. Mm. My brother, um, fifth of two thousand was um was at a bar, mm-hmm. um he walked out of a bar and there were two young men that were fighting. He went to break up the fight. Um he didn't know these young men. One of them pulled out a gun, shot my brother in the back and killed them. Oh, my God. And as a result of that crying that mm. sir, it changed my whole life mm. it changed my whole career path and i became very very passionate about representing victims of violent crime and that's what i pursued and that's what i did and i was so grateful that i was given the opportunity to do that at the will county state attorney's office
0: wow that's amazing. You know, every midterm election, I go on this shtick about judges because people really must realize, <clears throat> excuse me, that the judges and the courts, you know, the role that you play in protecting our liberties. And, you know, when we think about the most fundamental, the most sacred rights that we have set forth from the Bill of Rights, it is judges that we look to to protect us you know from every every unwanted every unlawful um intrusion from um government court courts anywhere that there is no justice we look for judges to protect us and make sure that we have the freedom that's been promised us and you have an opponent um that that we all know doesn't believe in in those kinds of values uh Talk to us about your platform.
2: My platform, obviously, um, I have experienced what I experienced that brought me to the point that I am, I am today based on my career choice, based on the, my work ethic and the passion that I had for the work that I did. I did a lot of trial work and was exposed to a lot of the judges Um, and as a result of that work, I was appointed to the bench in 2014. Mm -hmm. And when I was appointed to the bench in 2014, I came in as once a prosecutor, and as a result of that, sitting on the bench, obviously, that's a different job. Um, I'm not there anymore to prosecute crimes, right? Um, So I carried my experiences with me. Um, There, I have to then, of course, Put the cap on of dispensing justice, um, being you know, being the one that is providing that balancing act, mm. listening to, to both sides. Mm-hmm. I think because of the experience and that the tragic experience I went through, I know what suffering is, <coughs> I know, I know what pain is. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from a working, you know, home, my father was like a you mentioned was an iron worker. He um, also worked other jobs. Um, I don't forget where I come from. And also, I am a representation um, because of who I am, um, also, of what I look like. Um, I'm, a rep- I'm one, an addition of what representation is in our communities, right? I represent what our communities look like. Mm-hmm. And we need that more on the bench because the re- representation matters. When people walk into a courtroom, it is a very stressful experience from minor traffic to obviously to the more serious offenses. Um, You want to walk into a courtroom and look at a judge and say, you know what? I believe that this person is going to give me a fair shake Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. And she looks like she's someone that I can trust. Mm -hmm. And, And that's what I try to exhibit. Every day in my courtroom, I, I don't I don't want people to think because I have the robe on that I believe that I'm better or um, smarter or um, worth more than yeah, you.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, and that's important. Yeah,
0: that's very important. Let me ask you, Judge Jess, when people look at judges, I think they think of two things. You know, you always hear about judges talking about the rule of law. The two things that we look at judges to, you know, uh, pretty much do is to ensure that all people are are governed by the rule of law, but also um, that there's equal justice under the law. How do you balance those two things?
2: Obviously, I follow the law. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been, gratefully, I've been retained twice by my my bipartisan circuit that appointed me in 2014. So those are the Republicans and the Democrats circuit judges that were elected by the people Mm -hmm. have retained me twice because of my work product and because who I am as a judge. And I do follow the law, but what it is, is appreciating and listening and being aware of every walk of life in your courtroom. Every individual case is different. Uh, All these facts are always novel in your courtroom. There is not one same case ever that appears before you. Mm -hmm. And while you do have law, obviously, there are different facts that you apply to that law. And being thoughtful, not jumping to conclusions, being fully aware of the circumstances— Also, the court, if they don't have all the answers to the questions that the court has in their mind, ask those questions. We are allowed to ask the questions as well and do the work if we haven't been provided what we believe is the full story. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if we're going to make those just-resulted decisions, we have to make sure that we are being thoughtful
3: in the process. You know, and it's interesting with uh, Judge Jessica's race because we have two candidates who are running for the same vacancy, Mm -hmm. and Jessica is recommended by the Illinois State Bar Association, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Her opponent is uh, somebody who is not recommended, but you wouldn't know that by looking at his Facebook page or the mail that he's put out. When we talk about disinformation going around statewide and across the country mm-hmm. we have a person who wants to be a judge who's going out there saying he is recommended by the Illinois State what? Bar He's Association just lying. so he was recommended for different jobs mm-hmm. different vacancies different types of jobs in the past ah. and he thinks that if he got that letter of recommendation five years ago for that a different it job today and it does not. And it's, it's wow. very troubling for me if you would have somebody who wants to be a judge yeah. going out there willfully misleading, deceiving, lying to the public. Mm-hmm. I think that that's incredibly troubling. It should be troubling for everybody. Absolutely. But it shouldn't be surprising now. <laughs> Now that we've seen what's happened with the judiciary over the past couple of years at the federal level, we can't stand for it.
0: You're right about that, Billy. I think, you know, when we think about establishing justice, that's what judges do. So if there is a candidate out there running and outright just lying, then you know you can't trust him on the bench. He'll put the robe on, and it's really a wolf in sheep's (laughs) clothing, right? Right. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'd like to give you one minute to kind of sit, speak directly to the listeners, uh, Judge Colon um, on why they should vote for you on Election Day. I want to thank you for joining us. And really, your story, your track record, your history speaks for itself. Uh, but please speak to the voters and talk to them, not just about those in Will County that could be listening and may vote for you, but empower the voters right here in Cook County, if you will.
2: Oh, thank you, Doris, for giving me that opportunity. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am Jessica Colon Sayer, and I love the work that I do. And because I love the work that I do, I care about the work that I do. And you want someone that serves on the bench that cares, cares about the people that goes, that goes and appears before them, cares about the, the justice system, cares about the law, and will care about the future also of our youth. One of my passions, actually, since I've become a mother and have been exposed to the youth youth in the justice system, is providing a youth diversion program, which we don't have here in Will County. And this is something that will be hopefully implemented when I become circuit judge. This is a program which will instill skills not just 30 hours of community service work and your case is dismissed, but life skills. So we could start with them when they're young, once they initially have their little brush with the justice system, that hopefully that they never return. Skills like respecting themselves, respecting their parents, respecting what they look like, respecting how they talk, loving themselves again. Yes, one mistake will never always define you. And I want to instill that, especially in our youth, because we need to start with our youth. So once they are in front of the court, they never, ever return. And that's something I'm very passionate about. So when I become circuit judge, hopefully everyone will, you know, get out to vote because it's really important. Because unless our Democrats come out to vote, and this will be if I win, or I should say when I win. I will be the first Hispanic woman ever to win as a circuit judge here in Will County. I will be the first female Democrat Great. to ever will mm-hmm. win Will County, countywide. Mm-hmm. So this will be historic. The people will be voting for history. Um, and I believe that I am the best candidate. I, I've got the experience. I, I've got I've got the love. Great. For and
0: what's your and punch I'm number?
2: i for. My, we we don't, don't have punch, punch numbers in You don't in have Willa punch County. numbers? No? no. Oh, my goodness. It's we crazy. Don't have a punch number. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, Can that's another conversation.
2: We need them. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's, that's another good. conversation. But listen, I've got to move on to the next segment. Um, yes. Jessica Colon-Saire, will you make a promise to me? Once you win this election, will you come on and be my featured guest for the hour? I would love it. Great. I would love it. We'll do that. That's my promise to you. I wish you the best, my sister.
2: Thank you, my sister.
0: Okay. God bless you. Take care. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now, you know, I know that progressives, there are so many progressives who want to defeat um, Lori Lightfoot on this election cycle. We have every week... Uh, someone else is jumping in the race. Alderman Tom Tony is warming to the idea. We have Brandon Johnson, who the teachers union had circulated petitions to try to get him to run. He's finally announced that he is actually going to run. Um, and then, of course, the big one that everybody's been talking about is whether Chuy Garcia will run. A friend of mine, now I don't know if this is True or not. And I wish Mel were listening so he could call in and tell me where he heard this, because he told me that he was watching a news broadcast and it was Governor Pritzker, Lori Lightfoot and a news commentator asked Lori Lightfoot what she felt about the possibility of Chewy Garcia running in this election. And as she was answering, Governor Pritzker cut in and said, Chewy's not running. And he said it in a way like he had some inside knowledge or authority about it. Well, obviously, whatever he thought, <laughs> it has changed quite a bit because there are people who are out there um, um, that have been circulating petitions in Chewy's name. And I would have to guess that because of the number of signatures they've been gathering, he has filed the paperwork. So, I mean, if he's
3: not announced yet. He hasn't announced, but I was on Twitter the other day and I saw he's got an Act Blue, you know. Oh, he's, really? He's got a Chewy for Mayor link where people uh-huh. can donate to him. That seems like somebody who's running for office.
0: That seems like somebody who's running for office. It is 3.56. We've got about three and a half, maybe 3.45 minutes left. So we got to talk fast. But this is important, y'all. And we'll have time to talk about this because this is not obviously something that's going to be voted on on Tuesday. But it's something I want to put on your minds because there are referendums even on. Are there referendums on the the term ballot there this, are right now so we we want to talk about initiatives and referendums real quick because i believe that you know my decision on who i'm going to vote for mayor is really going to come down to which candidate commits publicly that they are going to stand for two things one is direct democracy and two term limits Now, I, like you, Billy, we were on the same campaign, gathering signatures for um, Take um, uh, Take Charge charge Chicago. Chicago. Mm -hmm. And Lori Lightfoot said to me, in my face, eyeball to eyeball, that she did not want to sign my petition because she wanted to beat Rahm Emanuel right straight out. And she did not want the uh, policy to affect the sitting mayor. Well, okay. Now that law's been then been, been passed. So if the if the referendum is up again
3: and it uh, passes, the current mayor would not be affected. So now, and there's a state law now that says that you can't go back. Right. That's, they went and changed the law. Yeah. So she shouldn't have anything that's holding her back now. Exactly. And we needed. For Take Charge Chicago, we needed 52,533 signatures. And tell the world how many we got. We got over 86,000 signatures for term limits on the mayor. That's right. And for an elected consumer advocate who would stand up for people. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking at... ComEd, you're looking at all of the controversies. We need somebody who will stand up for everyday we do. people. We're going to have, um,
0: and, and Billy has already promised me that he's going to be coming back. I want to entice Billy to come back a few times because I've got a, several things I want to talk about. One of them really is, and, and you know, m- leading into the, the, the election coming up in 2023, these are the kinds of things we definitely want to talk about and and really talk about them in detail. So, Billy, we have about 45 seconds left. What would you like to say to the people as they those who still have to vote on Tuesday?
3: Well, my message is you need to make sure that you're a part of our democracy. You saw the people on January 6th who tried to go against the will of the people. And we can't let those people who are the loudest, we can't let them win. And the way that we're going to do this is just by it's very easy in Illinois going to the polling place. Do it early. Do it by mail. Do on Election Day, if that's your if that's uh, your preference. But just make sure that your vote is counted. You shouldn't be silent.
0: Great. Thank you so much. That is William Billy Morgan, who was with me for the hour today. My name is Doris Davenport. This is the Doris Davenport Show. And I will be back with you
2: next week. The following program, The Doris Davenport Show, All Local, All the Time, is brought to you in part by Doris Davenport. The views and opinions therein do not represent those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management.